stage. Snap photos from the pit. Documented musical stories. Thrashed in the crowd. And raged from the back. We are South Sisters! Welcome to another episode of the Sound Sister Podcast. I'm your host, Drandall, and I'm here with my lovely ladies. Say hello, ladies. Hi, it's Angela Rose Red. Yeah, be chaos. On this episode, we're going to be talking to Brenna Red, who's a punk rock musician from Southern California. She is the founding member of The Last Gang, which was formed in 2004, and you might recognize them as a fat records band. And she seems really cool. I'm excited. They go to Disneyland a lot. She's about punk rock. She's a female in the industry, which we can relate to. I'm so excited to be talking to her. I set this up a couple weeks ago. I can't believe she actually said yes to us. <laughs> it, it, I mean, us. I said, hey, uh, do we need to go through fat or can we just hmm. book you directly? And she said, through me during all this. I'm like, all right, cool. So we're going to bring her in in a little bit. But for now, let's go ahead and go around the room. Angela, what's going on with you? Uh, not much, just uh, still moving forward with our Punk Forefront zine, which I'm pretty stoked about. I can't really talk too much about it because the details are yet to be released. And um, also just expanding in other areas. Um, we got some cool projects in the works, Sound Sisters does. But again, all stuff that we have to keep quiet for the time being. But it was it's pretty great to see like just what a couple days could make. You know, I was, I was feeling very on edge, very uneasy and then just shifting your focus and then trying to figure out creatively different ways to take action or to help individuals in your own specific way. Kind of like what Lori Herp said, you know, take with what you know and see how you can make it interesting or unique and different. And so trying to move forward with that eye and, have support of awesome people like my sisters. So I'm pretty stoked on it. And uh, that's all I can really discuss at this time. <laughs> Keeping secrets. But it'll be great. It's a lot of secrets, but I can promise some photos, some writing, some virtual air hugs will be had. So all good things. All good <laughs> things. <laughs> awesome. Gabby, what about you? Kind of taking a little bit of a break on the merch, just trying to get settled back into work with everything going on right now, I'm not really pushing product out either. So it's just let it settle and I can actually maybe get some other projects done. So for right now, I mean, if you're a band that you still need merch, like hit me up, but I'm not pursuing it at the current moment because work has been crazy busy. <laughs> so yeah, not much going on. Uh, what about you, Drew? Just kind of trying to focus on the positivity that I can in the world right now, since there's just so much flooding on uh, Facebook with the protesting and the back and forth I've been seeing between friends. And I actually posted something the other day about how many cases there have been in Arizona, which is not a shocker to me at all. I think it was like almost a thousand each day. Oh, sure. And, um, but um, yeah, we're still in a pandemic. So that's important for people to still practice their social distancing, washing your hands, limiting how much you actually do go outside and the important thing is like wash your hands and don't touch your face but yeah that's about it pretty yeah. uh pretty uneventful in my life so all right so let's go into the round table so we're going to be discussing how can you collaborate in the virtual world during the quarantine i know as a band we've been having band meetings through chat and through video chat talking about what exactly is this the goal here for the next year? I mean, staying alive is obviously number one. Right. That's important. Um, been, what else? I don't know. What have you been doing? Well, for me, like when we're working on our zine and everything, it's, it's a little bit different in how we usually conduct it because, well, first off, we tried to do, I like to do physical zines as opposed to digital zines, but obviously that's not going to happen and we want to keep things more um, quick and relevant, and then also, you know, lessen the chances of spreading anything unintentionally, you know, just numerous factors that we're pivoting with that. So, of course, Zoom itself is like huge that we usually collaborate through just different apps that you normally do, like through Facebook groups. That's a big thing. I know we've done like Slack in the past when it comes to organizing 
big projects. And then that way you can kind of break it down and have different channels. So that's helpful when you have different sections covering all together and being inclusive with a zine. Um, I don't know. I'm exploring different like platforms to try to help keep organization. So, I mean, you have to be really resourceful. So, I mean, I know a lot of us like in the music industry or photography industry or what would have you use WeTransfer. I mean, that's a big one because Dropbox usually when transferring files, just that just you run out of storage too quickly. So, I mean, that's definitely a good outlet that um, is used. And then um, little simple things like video messages or voice memos. So you don't feel like you're constantly typing out things to people. So it's also trying to make sure that you're giving yourself a break and doing short bursts of things. So that's kind of what some best practices I've been trying to implement in our digital collaborative world that's now 100%. Yeah. I've been uh I've been trying to find the best multi-streaming platform. Okay. Uh which I've found a few but they're really expensive. And then I found one that does the exact same thing for free. So, uh, so for our future projects, uh, I think we might be switching to this other platform that I think still uses Zoom, but you can uh, stream to YouTube, to whatever Facebook page you add. So we could stream it to like all of ours at the same time. Oh, wow. And like on a website, uh, like it's crazy. I didn't know... I think even Instagram too, but I have to look into it more. The possibilities um, are endless. I know. And then somehow connecting all the audio to it and it's crazy endless possibilities of what you can do and stream. Um, like even when we do our live streams, um, what do we use? Yeah, we use Zoom. And even recently, the live thing was like in the last couple months when all this went down because that wasn't a uh, option before. What is the platform that you said that you're looking at switching to stream? Uh, the streaming, well, the one that, like, the original, I think it's called Ustream. Oh, okay. I know a lot of, uh, like, streaming people use it, like, yeah. for a lot of bands and festivals. Gotcha. Um, even though even some big festivals use Skype, which is the worst, because yeah. um, it actually it messes with the audio yeah. at a certain level. Yeah, we've done that through work, and that's how mm -hmm. I've recorded a lot of, like, communication video needs. Oh, through Skype? <laughs> yeah. Well, not through Skype. Actually, it used to be Skype, but Microsoft, like, Teams, which is exported mm -hmm. through Stream. And so that's been interesting. I've been doing a lot of video editing that way because, obviously, I can't be in person with people with a camera on their face. So that's been interesting. <laughs> So yeah. yeah, it's it's um it's got some good capabilities for sure. Yeah, and I've also been researching a lot of um like I recently just got a webcam, but I was trying to figure out how to connect a DSLR camera to become a webcam and that is really expensive. <laughs> so Oh wow. Yeah. It's this stupid little plug that's like four hundred dollars. I mean it, it looks great, but <sighs> don't recommend help. it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, is the reason why you're trying to do that so it'll be better audio for when you record? No, and it's the stream or no, because when we record, we record with like whatever audio platform we have. Gotcha. Uh, but it's mainly for the HD camera. But I mean, there's different ways to go around it. But there's some of them like many many cams. Uh, you can actually do it, but it's only for PC. So. Mm. So no Mac people. So there's a lot of different ways you can stream anything at this point. Right. What platform are you learning to record, uh, edit through, Drea? What was that that you said? Uh, it's called Audacity. That's right. And it's a free download. It's kind of like Pro Tools, but it's a very basic program. Mm -hmm. And anything I don't know how to do, I just YouTube it. And there's literally a YouTube video for everything. And I learned how to do it in 30 seconds. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> um, That's awesome. I mean, since being in quarantine, the one thing I have invested in for, like, live streaming and recording is my AKG mic called the Lyra, which I have been using for our podcast episodes. 
um, I think it makes a better difference than what I would be recording on, which is through the laptop. Hmm. Um, it was 150 bucks. Uh, I feel really good about this investment. It, I can take it anywhere and it, I can use it on my phone, which is what really sold it oh. for me. So if we ever did do on the route, on the road pod, podcasting at some point in the ever future, mm-hmm. uh, I could take it and we'd be That's right. awesome. Yeah. So I highly is recommend it, this microphone, the AKG Lyra. It's not going to it, burn a hole in your pocket and it's, it's pretty good quality. So we just it just, is it a USB plug? Yeah, it's a USB plug. Plugs right into the computer, uh, and then you can also buy an adapter to plug it into your your phone. That's awesome. If you do it that way, you need to be charging the phone because uh, there needs to be a power source to amp mm-hmm. this microphone. But it's That's cool. cool. Yeah, we should just all get one and try to get a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's how Sound Sisters started with AKG microphones. Oh, so. yeah. I've never used a USB microphone before, but yours sounds freaking awesome. I know, dude. It's, it's, it does sound really good. I actually want to, like, buy one for Angela. Like, yeah. Cause it, I, who knows? Like, who knows how we're going to be, you know, how long? Yeah. yeah. Well, my hub's actually offered to buy me a microphone, but I just haven't picked one out. Oh, I well, highly recommend the AKG Lyra. <laughs> <laughs> it's very easy to use. You just plug it into your computer. And you're good. Awesome. Yeah. Um, So we're going to take a break here, and then we come back. We'll be talking to Brenna of The Last Gang right here on the Sound Sister Podcast. Hey, everyone. This is Mike. And Sarah. And we are Punks for Change. And you're listening to Sound Sisters Podcast. And we're back. Welcome back, guys. You are listening to the Sound Sister Podcast. On here online, we have Brenna Red from The Last Gang. Bangarang. Bangarang. How's it going? Oh, it's going. It's going. It's going. It's uh, heavy. Real heavy. Every day is heavy. So, um... Just keep, just keep going. Just keep moving forward. How are you guys? Well, Surviving. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Same. No, no, in all seriousness. It's, yeah. it's like up and down. It's, it's some days you're like, you dive into your projects and try to figure out like the positive in the day and then other days not so mm-hmm. much. So I think it's about like learning when you're not doing okay, that it's okay. If that yeah. Yeah. So I think that's been the thing that I've been trying to be mindful of, I think, for myself. Yeah. I'm cool when it's with other people. I'm very like, oh, you're not having a good day and try to help that. But for myself, I'm like, it's okay if I'm not having a good day and I'm sad about yeah. shit because shit's fucked up, right? And every once in a while, you need stuff like this. You need just the levity in life because if every day was so overpowering with doom and gloom and the truths of this world stuff wouldn't get done we need art and we need culture and positivity and uh, just a smile to breathe and go forward so thank you for this i appreciate it thank you and we also need a bangering <laughs> i to do it more time <laughs> okay who who all had a crush on rufio growing up seriously i mean yeah so fucking hot Mohawk. He died. Oh, oh. <laughs> he's such a bad boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember my fr- one of my first crushes was Crybaby, of course. Johnny Depp. Loved yeah. it. Loved that it. One, yeah. was bad boy, man. Yeah. <laughs> I remember asking my mom, are you a drape or a square mom when you were growing up? And she was like, what are you talking what about? What does that even mean? Because <laughs> I thought that was real life, right? That was... yeah. That's how it was. And I was going to get to high school and I was going to find my crybaby and, you know, you know, with the mm-hmm. skirt, you know, whatever. Anyway. Uh, so good. <laughs> Brenna, I, uh, I know that uh, 2020 isn't exactly the year that us, you know, musicians had hoped for. Um, so <laughs> with your tours being canceled and everything, what have you been doing to, to keep busy 
Um, actually, right before you guys called, um, I was working on a track. Um, I don't know the name of it yet. The title is called Dance Hall for right now. Or no, what is it? Dance Hall? Clash City Rockers? Clash City Rockers. Um, we're, I've, we've just been writing and writing and writing and writing. And the process is a little different this time around because we're not getting together all the time. We're trying to space it out and be very cautious how quickly we meet and uh, how often we meet. But um, just writing, 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 writing this next album uh, that we're doing. So keeping my mind sane like that and um, just trying to listen to as many bands and do as many projects around the house and just keep, keep myself busy. Or actually not. Sometimes I'm really good at doing nothing. Really, <laughs> really good. Where it's scary because sometimes, you know, the depression hits and you don't want to get off the couch and you just want to sink into this like black hole of nothingness. And I could stay on the couch for a good, I would say five days before I absolutely had to do something productive. So it was, it's hard sinking into that. So the writing music has been uh, more of a guideline for me. Instead of waking up and going to work every day, it's like, okay, I wake up, I'll give myself an hour of me time. I'll put my face on, even if I'm not going out. And then it's uh, either going for a run or going straight into the music room and writing and then cooking dinner, that, that centers me, I love cooking. And then if I haven't drank too much wine, I'll go back and do more music. That's like my, nice. I have to get up and get out of bed to do that. Are you just feeling like fucking charged right now with all this downtime, just, it's just pouring out of you? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, I get charged in a lot of different ways. Part of uh, what recharges my batteries, uh, my, at least my energy and happiness batteries is I love going out and doing things, which I can't do. Like if I have a bad day and I'm feeling just the weight of the world, um, I know this sounds super fucking suburban, but I'm like, I want to go to Disneyland. Like that makes me feel good watching other people. I love seeing kids smile and like just the, the magic of it all and like people getting along. I just love doing that. And I haven't been able to do that as much, but when we go to the park, and walk the dogs when it's like not as crowded. It's nice to see other people enjoying and you can see them smiling behind their masks and just trying to be as as friendly as possible because we're all in this together. Right. And it's just kind of like the, the new norm now is masks. Yeah. So, I love it right now because yeah. I've been breaking out a lot right here. So <laughs> I just put it on. <laughs> I'm good. All I have to do is my eyes. Yeah. And I'm done. Got that eyeliner. Good. Done. Done, yo. I was worried about this interview. I was like, how much makeup can I cover? Can I do it with a mask? I predict. Well, actually, I don't know what I predict. I'm not, you know, a wizard, but Nostradamus, Nosferatu. Nostradamus, not Nostradamus. Yeah. But I have a feeling. When I eventually go back to my nine to five, um, I'm going to have to wear a mask, of course. Yeah. So I have been obsessed with, um, I'm sure you've seen it, Jessica Louise's masks that she's making. That's where I got my red plaid one. So I kind of want to like, that's the new fashion. I want to buy all of them. I want to buy the gold sequin one. I want to buy the, um, the black diamond printed one. I just want to have a whole bunch of masks. Like it's my new obsession with like, instead of buying like, new hoodies or like new dresses. I'm like, I want a new mask today. Nice. Look at you flipping the script. I love mm -hmm. it. I Gotta love match it. Your Race the day. Yeah. Race the day. <laughs> well, mask for every day. It, you yeah. know, at, this, mm -hmm. at the rate we're going. Yeah. Um, so you, you did bring up writing. Um, I know that our drummer actually lives in LA. And so that's kind of been um, hard for us. <laughs> Um, cause mm -hmm. you can only, you know, you can only send so many ideas back and forth up until like, yeah. you need to like be in the room with each other. Um, so what is, what, how is the writing process looking for you guys? You, are you sending ideas or you actually, you said you, you're jamming once in a while? Yeah. So right when COVID hit, we actually had already been writing together. So we have a lot of the core of it. Um, and I know it's especially hard when you're, when you're on drums, like, you can't just set everything up and record it like you can when I plug in my guitar and voice, that's it. So we already had a lot of the foundations down, like the chord structures were going to be doing this or doing that or drum solo, whatever, you know? Um, so when it all started, I was able to go home and program like MIDI map drums. Cause I, I, for the most part, I know how Robert 
plays and I can kind of predict his patterns and his drum fills and I do the best repro uh, reproduction of that. So I'll create drums from scratch and then do a guitar part on top of that with my voice and melody. And then I'll send it to my guitar player, Ken, or bass player, Sean. And then they'll track at their house and send it back to me and I can mix it. And then I can, I know this is nerd talk. And then I can take it and like no. chop it and move this over here because this drum fill doesn't do good here. But I need this part to have not a ska beat. Okay, rock beat, change the drums. Like, <laughs> I, I, it's like a collage. You gotta like move pieces around. So um, that's the rabbit hole that I've been going down because it's it's like the uh, uh, pre-production time when you're like cut this edit this email back and forth and it's just <sighs> ah. um, right now uh, we're going I don't know if you of course you do Yusuf Saidi um, uh, Yotam he's an awesome awesome songwriter like when it comes to melodies and structures and now he's helping me too so uh, I'm sending songs back and forth with him after I send it back and forth with the band what we like send it to him he sends back like hey you should cut this or it should be this short or here's a really good melody you should uh, just like music 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 and I just can't wait to record but I just can't wait to be on stage when you don't have to think, you just go. Like, writing is fun, and it gets a lot out of you, but I just wanna like, I want that payoff of like being on stage and like. <sighs> yeah, pouring your heart and soul out, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. like writing makes me feel, in a good way, manic. I go to a, a really weird, weird, weird place when I'm like in the zone. It's not like I can just pop out a song, I have to like, fucking lose myself sometimes it's a good day sometimes it's a bad day sometimes I'm crying sometimes I'm like this is amazing but it's like you know it's like it's just it's basically doing a whole bunch of white drugs because you're like everything is so great and it means everything and <laughs> I'm up here and then the rest of my day it's like I can't come down it's I, I can't do anything normal or calming because I'm so ah so going on the road it's like all of this manic that has been like building and writing and recording and structuring, it's all just like this like push of, you could breathe again. It's good. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, dude. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to ask like, so you're a drummer, right? You have a foundation of being a drummer mm -hmm. and you also have the guitar. Which one do you choose? Both? Oh, well, I haven't played, oh, I haven't played drums like Right. Since I was a little baby punk rocker, I'm not good at all. Like, Robert's so better. But I, I, I can see how drums happen. Like, I can right. see the pattern. Yeah. I just can't get my arms to do it. So definitely guitar first, but I would actually say um, vocals. I have to see a pattern first. I have to see, for the most part, it's not every song is exactly the same, but for the most part, I see a, I see a, a blip of a melody, of a something. Mm -hmm. And that's why this the writing process um, since the last record, I even, I mean, for the first record too, has been different than my, anything my whole life. I'll have mostly the guys write it and we'll jam together and we figure out like, oh, okay, this is cool guitar part here and this is a little rhythm, but they'll write a lot of the music and then I'll just hear, dun -dun 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 -dun. okay, that fits there. And then I'll go, go away. And then I'll go down my rabbit hole of craziness and then pull out the melody. I always think of like, um, Sometimes the words come first, sometimes don't, but I always think of uh, uh, Yesterday uh, by the Beatles. It was supposed to, it's, they made a placeholder. It was uh, ham and eggs. And so I think of that, I'm like, okay, if I don't have the words yet, I will, because I have this just one little part and it'll lead me down that path. Sorry, I'm crazy. I could talk forever no, about this. No, that's awesome. No, no but <laughs> this is what we do. This is the basis is going into the technicality piece. My, my husband, he, he was a drummer first and then now like he's me guitar and singing too but i know that when he writes music it's completely different because they speak towards like the drums too in a different way do you feel that that's kind of it's definitely influenced it sounds like a lot of you know what you've done too when creating your pieces oh yeah like right now i'm working on a little part uh, of, of i'm creating the drums of what robert has done what we recorded like a live practice and I'm recreating that in the program. And I, I first started it this way, but then listening to what he was doing, it's so different and it changes the tone of the song. So it's just every little facet matters, you know, whether it's a, an open hi-hat or a, on the ride, it's just every bit has its own piece and you have to pay attention to every single piece. You can't just go, yeah, yeah, do whatever there. It has to be, everything has to be deliberate. 
So it's you're in the writing process. At one point, does Mike actually come in and, and listen to everything? I guess when all the demos are done, right? Kind of. Well, this is the first album that we're going to be doing where we had outside help the first time with, with Cam and Webb, the producer, but we didn't have a label at first. Um, we did the album all us and Cameron and then submitted it. So we didn't get the option to really work with him a lot. Um, I think he like, he changed one part on blood drunk at the end. Mm -hmm. um, but that was it. We didn't, we weren't fortunate enough to work with him. So this time it's so different. I, so I don't know at the moment. No, cause we're all on lockdown and I can't just go over there. So I'm utilizing Yotam. That's part of his uh, production company, the decomposers. Yeah. So I hit up Mike and Mike's like, you know, Yotam could go back and forth via email. So I don't know. I'm hoping I could go up there once this is kind of calmed down and um, just show him the demos and pick his brain. And, yeah, you know, the guy fucking knows how to write a song. I just want to see if he can make ours just that much better, you know. Um, yeah. Any resource we have, we'll take advantage of it. But uh, I'm more nervous of, like, I'm sure people have this kind of lingering uh, malcontent in their brain saying like, oh, you're not good enough. You're, what are you doing? And I still have that. So I'm, I'm more nervous of like bringing what I have spent all this time and energy with all these other people and Yotam and Cameron and the band and bringing it to him and listening. And then like, he doesn't like it. And then he won't like my band. I know that's not going to happen, but like, I just, I get nervous. That's what I'm nervous about. Not of him changing it or, or, or let's write together. It's just, yeah. I don't know. I think I think the world hates me, even though my husband's like, "You're just crazy." It's like, <laughs> no, like, like that shit is real. No, yeah. I get it. Yes, the day I I I obsess over like what I've said, what I've done, and you know, and just I mean, and then I'm like, why am I? I mean, podcasting. Why did I? That's why I never listened to to myself because I'm always oh, yeah. even more. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm always worried. That's a real thing, and it's I think it's even more relevant and easier to get in that rabbit hole, like you, you have referenced, which I totally understand that metaphor, but it's easier when, you know, you're at home and you're in quarantine and social distancing. It's easier yeah. to spiral. So. Oh, yeah. Very easy. <laughs> and, you know, I remember like back when we were teenagers, I didn't give well, I think maybe I did. I didn't give a fuck about anything. I was just, I'll do me. If you don't like me, fuck all y'all. I've already been made fun of and put down. And and maybe that's what came back as an adult. But I'm like, when did I start caring? And I guess it's when I started doing things that I enjoy, mm. you know, fell in love and doing music that I truly uh, appreciate. It's like when you have more stuff um that could be taken away from you that you that you just treasure like the more things you enjoy the the more you watch yourself and i'm like man i gotta find a balance of just not giving a shit but holding on the things that I, I i i appreciate and not lose them in the in the fuck you wake you know so it's it's a weird balance i think so many people especially in the punk rock community can identify with that you know it's that's some real stuff, you know? It's like caring without caring. Exactly. Fuck <laughs> the world and I hate everybody, but let's make this better. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're professional and a perfectionist about your art and everything else. Yeah. It helps to, and this is weird, but I'm sure you agree. It helps to listen to strangers. You know, I love my best friend, Kate. I love my husband. I love all my friends. But when, you know, somebody comes up to, at a show and they're like, some random compliment. I love your, your hair or you look so cool on stage or this one song, this melody is great. That makes you feel like, okay, I don't trust myself, but I trust the rest of the world to judge me. And if you're judging me in a way that says you think I'm good, then I'll listen to that. So even if I don't trust myself, I'll, I'll trust, uh, I'll trust others. Real talk, dude, you have like one of the best voices in punk rock period. Like, For real. Thank you. For real. Fun fact, I was made fun of super hard growing up, um, like elementary school, like bullied. People would like make fun of me and be like, oh, you're a boy and all this shit. And I remember one day my dad almost like, not really, he was like, I would have hit that nine-year-old in a heartbeat because she was like walking by and I was a tomboy. I didn't 
give a shit. Yeah. I played in dirt. I never wore shoes. I was always, I was like pig pen. And a girl was like, brush your hair. And my dad's like, oh, what the fuck? Don't hit a kid. Don't hit a kid. Oh, but yeah, I, I know kids can be mean. It's true. But it's still, I took it to heart more than I think the normal amount. Would, I don't, maybe I wasn't. Maybe they were really big assholes back then. But I didn't talk growing up. Like, I was really self-conscious about my voice. And I did not like it. Oh. I, I hated it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember asking my mom. Oh, she, poor her. She just broke her heart. Asking her. You know, I heard there's a surgery where they can go in and they can tighten your vocal cords. Oh. And I was like, because I don't sound normal. This is not normal. I don't sound right. And my mom's like, well, we'll, we'll look about it when you're older. And I bet her heart broke thinking of that man. Wow. But yeah, I was like, let's just change my voice. I don't want to be this. And then I was like, oh, punk rock. Oh, <laughs> fuck all of you. <laughs> oh, there's there's all these weirdos, and they're just living on the fringe of what normal society is, and doing whatever they want to do, however they want, and they just take care of each other. That's I'm doing that. Oh, yeah. I think but, all of us can identify with that. I know I was picked yeah. on too, you know, yeah. growing up, and yeah. and I think it's pretty amazing and just so um, reflective of like your <clears throat> your um, core that you took that, and that's the thing that is one of the most killer things about your band is the essence of your voice. I mean, not to say the, the rest of the band isn't talented, but I remember first fucking hearing it and being like, this is like nothing I've ever heard before. And it was, thank you. Yeah. Thank the you. Best thank way you, thank possible. You. Best way possible. So fuck those kids. Yeah. yeah fuck Look those kids. Now. <laughs> fuck it. No, not fuck kids. <laughs> different. Ooh, different. Have you guys ever seen a, do you guys ever watch Eastbound and down with Kenny powers? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those kids. Fuck those kids. Yeah, fuck kids. No, that's not what I no. <laughs> that's not what I mean. <laughs> I meant. But yeah, fuck them all. So I, this might be a very sore topic, so I apologize, but I wanted to talk to you about some tour life. I know. Oh, yeah. I, I go on the tour with them a lot because I'm a photographer and I'm a writer, and so I tag along. On the, I basically say that I'm the nerd, and they let me hang out with them because they're <laughs> cool kids. I don't know what happened, but... I know you guys are on the road a lot and, um, you know, what's it like being the female on the road with a bunch of dudes? I've done it, but I'm just curious on like, you know, what your tour, um, pack essentials are and like how you like handle stuff in a GIF. And I don't know, just curious about some of those things. It's one of my favorite, I don't remember who this person was. Was it a comedian or an actress? But she was asked the same question about what is it like to be on, like, what is it like to be a female, whatever she was? And she's like, well, I pee sing, da- sitting down. Like that's right. And that's kind of what it is for us. It's not really different because I'm a girl or fe- uh, a female. It's just different because I'm a different human being. Like, I don't feel like I have to act a certain way or if I'm embarrassed to do this, I'm actually the gross one in the band. Like <laughs> I, if I don't have to shower, I won't like, just baby wipes and I'm clean and just wipe it and I'm done. I don't want to take the time to be Robert will shower. Like he has to get clean. All of them actually. They're like, all right, so what's, we're going to organize after the show. Okay. We're going to shower in the morning. Who's going first. And I'm like, I'll wake up at 11, put my face on and I'll meet you in the car. I don't want to wake up. I will say one of the best things I have done being on the road and just be, I have to wake up and go places is like, I have no eyebrows at all. I've never had them. I plucked them out when I was younger. So I'd always have to draw them on. And it takes like half of your morning to put, uh, you don't have to put makeup on women, not wearing makeup. Fucking great. I wish I could. I, like I said, my brain a little fucked up. So I have to put makeup on to feel like I could do the day. I got my eyebrows tattooed. Oh, it is the best thing in the world. <laughs> oh, really? You get it? Like you wake up and you're like, oh, I had all eyebrows. Okay, mascara, get the, get that out of the road. So that was the best thing on tour was getting my eyebrows tattooed. It's but yeah, I am definitely the gross friend of the band yeah. for sure. Yeah. And the driver. So I like I like that time. It it's another moment of peacefulness. It, like on the stage, um, just driving and just seeing like the movement pass by the windows and what's on the horizon but things moving faster here and the silence in the van and oh it's just calming i miss miss driving the long distances one of these um one of these days in the past week me and the husband just went for a drive um before all the protests happened um and like streets are blocked off and everything 
we just drove up PCH for as long as we could. And I'm just like, oh, to San Pedro. And I miss, I just miss being behind the wheel. Me yeah. too. And seeing the world and, or seeing yeah. every gas station. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So we had practice the other day. We had a, a rehearsal in the spot that we are renting out from a friend because his business is closed at the moment. So we're giving him money so we could just jam there. Um, we were like, all right, let's go get lunch. So, well, the guys were like, let's go get 7-Eleven. I need some sodas. And we're all in the car together with our masks, but we're in the car together. And we're just making fart jokes and stupid comments and laughing. And we go to 7-Eleven and then Robert buys some healthy food so he could balance out the fact that he just got some like Skittles and candy. Everybody goes to the counter with their stuff. And I looked at them. I'm like, oh, it's like round two. <laughs> it was just it was so it was such a good little uh a little fix right there a little drug fix yeah because we're not you're right dude we're not getting that and that's one of those little things that like yeah. reminds you of the road and like yeah being with your friends we all walk into 7-eleven and you go to yeah. your different areas like <laughs> i'll go here and then we all separate and we meet yeah. up and you know ken's like dude look at this fucking stupid thing i just found and we'll make a joke those little moments they're special yeah. What what are your go-tos on the road for, like, snacks and stuff? Mm, if I was a younger lass, oh, I love those <laughs> gas station nachos. So bad. So good. <laughs> but, you know, I, I can't just put whatever I want in my body. I try to be more conscious of it. So I'll eat as just fruits and nuts and dried stuff um, the best I can. Uh, water, coconut water, because I try to not – Again, you're sitting, you're not like digesting, you're not doing anything. So I don't try to eat a lot of food until we get to like to the place or even like after the show, I'll just like be like a little bird and just eat throughout the day. See, dude, I get like super bored in the van. So that's my problem is I'll just start like <sighs> snacking. So then I like pop in gum or whatever, like try not to snack. But um, So that's why like you can't get bad snacks. Like I can't get a bag of chips. It'll like I'll eat the whole <laughs> jumbo bag, right? Right. So if you get at least healthy snacks, you're at least only eating like a shit ton of nuts. And then your body's like, I don't want to eat this anymore. This is gross. And then you like, yeah. okay. Oh, you know what's really good? Uh, wasabi seaweed snacks. Oh, yeah? Oh, like crack. So good. <laughs> so I, I can eat like four packages of them. And there's not a lot of like calories. And they're, it's like eating air. So it's like you're doing something. You get this like satisfying like crunch and salty wasabiness but it doesn't tank you out. So yeah, wasabi seaweed snacks. That, okay, those are my jam. I'll put that on the board. All right. I'll have to, to look into that. I don't think yeah. I've ever heard that. Dude, our, I think our snacks- Wasabi kind though. Wasabi? Yeah. yeah. I think our kind of snacks are like Mexican Doritos and like <laughs> Gabby gets like some kind of, you get like this, some kind of mix with like spice in it or something like- Oh yeah, it's gotta be spicy. So yeah. Dorito- like party mix with spices it's, it's fucking delicious <laughs> dude hot cheetos yeah that too that's life yeah, yeah. <laughs> spicy food and coffee that's yeah that's yeah you gotta have coffee yeah, be chaos in the morning <laughs> <laughs> totally though yeah i miss i miss like just all the tour like talk and stories like in the van and stuff that's always the best um, do you have like, what are some of your favorite tour stories that you've had? Like funny things that have happened on the road? Mm, let's see here. Uh, it's not really funny, but it was interesting. Um, again, like I said, I really like driving and granted we took a lot of shifts and I had the other guys in the van help, but we drove straight from the end of our punk and drug run in Philadelphia. Philly? Yeah. Philly all the way home, all the way to Orange County with no stopping. We stopped once right afterwards. Cause I had like, I had some beer in my system. I'm like, I need to just sleep. It's raining. It's two in the morning or whatever time it was. So I think we took like an hour break right outside Philly, but then all the way home drove no stopping. Oh, <laughs> and I had to, I had to try to get sleep while the, the guys are driving. So I was in the back of the van trying to like nap, but I have a real big problem sleeping. Like I can't, I can't fall asleep on my brains. Like, brrr. so this is the saddest thing. Actually, I felt like such a loser, but I'm like, I have to do what I have to do. The sun had just <laughs> rose up. It's like six thirty 
seven in the morning and I can't fall asleep. So I look in the cooler and we have some leftover beers and I'm like, all right, cool. I, I chugged like four or five beers at six in the morning, like some <laughs> winner of life. Like I felt like a total success at that moment. Like, does anybody watch It's Always Sunny? Yeah. Okay. So I basically, I just, I had to eat a can of cat food and like huff glue so I could fall asleep real quick. And that's what I felt like. I just opened the beer and chug it. Okay, open the beer, chug it. Okay, here I go. And I fell asleep. I, I got a good like three hours out of it. So I think I was successful actually. <laughs> I was so sad. I think I so was... too, success. <laughs> I made my parents proud that day. <laughs> Living the dream. Sure. Oh yeah, LTV so baby. Good. That's yeah. so good. So I see your dog mom. You have a bunch of pups. You have two pups, mm-hmm. right? What are oh, their yeah. names? Uh, Lucy and Maggie. Oh, I love it. They both got a, they got heterochromia. Uh, I didn't like pick them because of that. It was just their personality. Uh, I, I shopped for the personality, not like what they look like. Oh, okay. And they just both happen to have the eyes. And I was like, that's, those are my dogs come in my life. Aww. One of them, like, do you know how hard it is to get like, uh, a, not a good dog because all dogs are wonderful, but I don't have the time to properly take care of a dog who maybe has extra special needs or extra aggression. There are people that could do that. I, I can't be one of them, but I'll, I'll, I want, I went to the pound and I saw Lucy and it's so hard to get a dog that is cool good or well balanced or not like yeah. an asshole right off the gate so you go there and there's a wait list of like any like you know well-mannered uh, pit bulls or labs or any any dog it's like I can't take you you're you're on hold already damn it so I went to San Bernardino at the time I was living there San Bernardino pound which got shut down because it's fucking disgusting um and I saw Lucy and she looked so fucking evil, right? Because she's a black dog and they're harder to get adopted. And she's got these like really, really intense looking eyes, like black and then crystal blue. And she looks like she's eating your soul. Just real, just evil dog. But she didn't bark. When I walked by, she just sat there and she was really calm. And I was like, oh, well, this dog must be taken because it's really calm. And I looked at her sheet and she was available for a whole week. And nobody wanted her because she looked, you know, pit bull type and the eyes and black. And I took her out to the little playpen and she was the calmest. Didn't like, she just sniffed the ground, wasn't interested in the other dogs, wasn't barking. I was like, that's a good energy. And then I took her home. That's pretty rad. No, I think that's like legit. I mean, I held off by adopting my pup for a lot of years. Like, and I grew up with dogs, but I just was like, you know, like I said, my husband's a musician. I was on the go, just our lifestyle. And you have to commit. And I think, I think that that's really responsible that you narrowed it down, but you still, re- you still rescued. You would oh, yeah, there's not shot. I, I don't judge other people. Right. Well, you judge them, but I'm not going to tell them to their faces. I have right. some friends that are like, oh, I bought this like husky. And I'm like, cool. Could you ever consider maybe going to the pound? Like yeah. it's a lot cheaper, but yeah, I don't understand the concept behind that. It makes absolutely no sense to pay all this extra money for a dog that looks a certain way but it's not the right it's like a mail order bride like do you really want that that's not love like i want to i want to pick that one my barnabas has a cleft palate and an underbite and i was like that gives me like it has an underbite yes yes (laughs) yes and he has a cleft palate and he's like a pug mix and his so he sounds like (laughs) yes yes I'll send you. And you know what? I bet you that's your like your white noise at night. That helps you fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he doesn't do it like constantly like a traditional pug, but every he has pug noises isms every now and again. That's the best. He's mixed with other things and it just kept popping up. And I was like, that's my butt. That's my babes. That's it. Hold on. Let me see where she go. Yeah. Oh, you're outside. Like, go get him. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Let's see. Oh, oh my goodness. Lucy, come on. Oh, oh. oh my God. Oh. How could anyone pass that one up? Oh. Look at this. Maggie, back off. So oh. me so much. Oh. This is, um, oh. Look at she's the face. mastermind. She's so happy. No, she's not. Oh. She's, she hates me. She hates me so much. <laughs> but she's my favorite. She's incredibly smart. And she's vicious. Aww. I'm joking. She's, she's so vicious. Like the sweetest. <laughs> Maggie, I know. Come on. Maggie, come oh on. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> Maggie doesn't care about me. She only cares about her sister. <laughs> and then this one. Oh, shit. It's so heavy. Oh and then God. I got this one. It's like Aww. lifting dogs, man. And they're huge. <laughs> this one's dumb. She's not smart, but she's really sweet. Oh, you're little. Oh. oh, did you? She burped on me. Come. Come. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my kind of dog. <laughs> they're just. She's like they're like Pinky in the brain. One's uh one's real smart, and not so much. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm winded. They're heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's give her a minute. Yeah. Let's go. Let's keep going. Some punk, punk rock workout for you. Just lift your dog. <laughs> yeah. Girls. Do some Absolutely. The other day I was walking um Maggie, the the innocent one, who who would have heard a fly, and this dog off of leash um, in the neighborhood was just not aggressive or anything um but it was a bigger dog so I, I don't know you so you could be a dick she was just walking by and sniffing maggie but wouldn't leave us alone like the owner tried to come out and get it but it was too late and she this dog kept following us and like maggie got a little scared because she's like i said she's not the brightest or she's a little timid so i was like fuck and mom instincts like i just picked her up I lifted her over my head. I'm like, ah, nope, you cannot touch my dog. And I just walked away with this, like, 75, 80-pound dog. Don't care. Yeah. It kind of That's happened awesome. to me, too, one time. Only I didn't – I just picked up Barnabas. That's Barnabas Batsy. But I picked him up because I just heard – And I'm, like, just standing there. I'm like, you can take me, but not my Barnabas. Right. <laughs> yes. it's like, you can bite my legs. But not my dog. <laughs> yeah, right? I'll do anything for those fluffs. So this is the weird part about podcasting is you do you do your research or whatever. So I kind of went deep into your Instagram. Yeah. yeah. What you got? What you got? Um, no, we just <laughs> – Well, number one – I love these questions. <laughs> I went deep into your Instagram. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, no, I noticed that we – I don't know. We have a mutual friend, at we or we did at one point. Um, her handle online was Catatonic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Cat. So I was in this, like, terrible girl band, like, not the pinks, but... Um, uh, Obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, fuck those Dish. guys. Oh, sorry, Dish. Dad, Dish. girl. <laughs> um, no, I was in, this, I was in a, a girl band in, like, high school called Midal. And Cat was like somehow find my doll and like we talk to get talk to each other on on myspace but i noticed she was like in some of your like disneyland pictures so you go to disneyland a lot oh yeah yeah i've, I've been keeping track on uh I'll, i'm gonna circle back to cat but i've been okay. keeping track of two main places during this uh the covid uh lockdown it's disneyland and yosemite those are my two nirvanas to recenter myself and uh disneyland is going to open up they say with phase either late three or early four, and it could be, like Shanghai Disneyland's already open, and but it's running at like a 25% capacity, and they're gonna let in like 5,000 people at a time, so they've got a plan, and I'm watching them. And then Yosemite is gonna open up. Um, Mariposa County, they've only had one death, so I, I think they're gonna open up mid-June, early July, in time for my August uh, uh, reservation, so we'll see. If not, whatever. Right. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. Because it is the end of the world. So, um, <laughs> it, I have no, so it. many questions. <laughs> yeah. So many questions. What? what is your, I mean, your favorite ride, obviously. Oh, God. Favorite, um, favorite character, favorite. You yep. know, I'll let you answer before I keep Okay. You could only eat one item from Disneyland. What would it be? Like, yes. Okay. Yes. You, you, you do a question, they'll answer. We'll go back and forth. So, three questions. What's my favorite ride? The first thing I like to do when I go there is I look at the app and see like what the quickest rides are. Right. And if, if it was at zero and I could do any ride and not just like organize my time the best way I can, I would have to do, I love, I, it's more, it's more than one. It's Space Mountain, Star Tours, um, California Screaming, the Twilight Zone, which is now Guardians of the Galaxy, right. and um, Haunted Mansion. I haven't done Pirates in a while, I've noticed. But um, those are the ones that just make me feel good inside. They remind me of when I used to go as a little, little baby, little yeah. baby punk rocker and meeting all my friends. That's where I met my wife, best, uh, my best friend is at Disneyland. Like, I don't know if you, any of you went back in the day, but my mom would just drop me off 
I didn't have a pass. No, like one person had a pass and you would go outside and you would get a sticker and then they would put it on their hand stamp and you would make it hot. You peel off the sticker and you put the sticker under your hand and you, it's a transfer. You transfer in. And then I would just go and meet who's ever there. My mom was like, are you meeting anybody? I'm like, somebody will be there. And there was just skinheads and Rudy's and punk rockers. And it was just this area in the smoking area. And you would just hang out. That's what you did. What? That's well, awesome. awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, we're from Arizona. I mean, my memories are when I was like 12, like see, selling Girl Scout cookies so I could fucking afford to go to Disneyland. It's so expensive. That's why yeah, the transfer. Yeah. The transfer. But, but yeah, yeah. Damn, that's fucking genius. There's an <laughs> app though. I I went to Disney. There's an app now. Four, so I've never been since then, and I'm almost thirty. So like, if you want to come out, I'll show you all the spaces. I'll show you the place where I. <laughs> hopefully, my mom doesn't watch this. I'll show you the place where I first touched my first penis, where I had my first sip of uh, vodka. I'll show you what? where we used to steal stuff off of Pirates of the Caribbean. I'll show you. I think security. Er, this guy Ernie still works there. He's this awesome older African American dude, and he was the best to us like he would see catch us smoking we're all underage and he's like he would like make us give it to him and he's like oh, this you shouldn't you can't do this but i'm gonna put it right here and walk, walk away and he would just like he would protect us but let us be kids drea you never told me of this part of disneyland i didn't know this part existed <laughs> yes fuck Wait, i know arizona nerds we're nerds i'm a nerd from mesa arizona i didn't know this shit existed yeah as far as we got was myra drove us through the parking lot of uh disneyland one time <laughs> we're out there uh but we've been planning to go you know yeah. before this whole shutdown thing so Do but yeah i've never i'll give you come out so. oh, you gotta take oh the my god bread we're bread totally tour of disneyland oh my god yes <laughs> I wanted. To I can't transfer you in. It doesn't happen anymore. They're very, very good about how they track now. So it's technology. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what's your favorite like treat? Disneyland treat to eat? Wait, no. If I you, have, could, if you could only eat oh, one Ooh. for the rest of your life, nice. one would you eat? A well, I mean, it's got to be a churro, obviously. Like the churro ride is a good ride, but I love the wine ride. The wine ride is one of my favorites because they now serve booze in California Adventure, not Disneyland except for Star Tours or Star Wars area. Um, so when they started serving booze at California Adventure, I was like, oh, this is so cool. I don't have to sneak in my own booze anymore. And yeah. so I would have to say trill, but I love the wine ride. That's like what the first ride I go on, the wine ride. What, what is the wine ride? Oh my God, what is that? You, stay, you go to this restaurant called the Trattoria and they have like an outdoor little patio and you stand in line and then you buy a glass of wine yeah. and then you drink it. <laughs> it's the wine ride. Perfect. It's the best ride. It's and there's the fry ride and the churro ride. Yeah, all those rides. Okay. okay, so what's your favorite Disney character? Do you freak out when you see um, one? Or is that just me? No, I, I kind of do. Real. Like, I'm well, I've had a lot of friends be the characters before, so I, I know like all the horror stories behind it. It oh, just said well, I had not like in a super bad way, but I had a friend who she shed like 30 pounds of oh. weight because it was summertime and it's like 30 minutes in the suit, 30 minutes out, but you're sweating. Right. It's like a constant. So I don't like too much of the people characters. Cause I'm like, I know who you are underneath your so-and-so, but I freak the fuck out whenever I see a uh, uh, lightning uh, flash Mc lightning queen, like yeah, lightning McQueen, yeah. the car. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. How do they do that? That's like magic. So every time I walk by, I'm like, yo, lightning. <laughs> Or Tomator. Tomator's really cool. It's the same kind of concept of car. And like, if they're like walking by the street and I'm walking, I, I'll stop and like, he's doing it. He's doing it. So I like the cars. Those are my favorite. You're my boy, Lightning. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. I don't know. I think those are my favorite characters. Besides, um, there's a character, but I don't think I've ever seen him in the park like as a uh, live action is uh, Oswald. Mm, I don't know Oswald. if you know who Oswald is. Yes, yes. You know. The, yeah. yeah, I love him. And yeah, that's my way ears. of doing his little ears. <laughs> He's Oswald the unlucky rabbit, but we call him Oswaldo, the unfortunate biped. And <laughs> he was what Mickey was first. Um, he got 
uh, if I got my story right, he got hijacked by one of the corporations that uh, Walt Disney originally worked with when he was just an animator, and he made Oswald. And they basically were like, oh, we'll put it out for you, but now you don't own it. And he got like, wow, fuck you. So he created Mickey Mouse instead, and that's why Disney's so fucked up with all their patents and, you know, they, they own the Happy Birthday song and all this shit you hear. It's because he learned his lesson the hard way, starting off, he got fucked over. He's like, well, I'm going to make sure that that doesn't happen again. So all those patents and stuff. <laughs> that makes but he finally got Oswald back. Dude, have you written the new Star Wars? <gasps> no! No, I haven't. And I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I, I didn't get to write it. Bullshit. <laughs> it's bullshit. You have no idea. Okay, so let me tell you a story. I talk a lot. I'm long-winded. You, you open this can of worms. Okay, right before COVID happened, it was, I remember, whew, Wednesday. I wanted to go to Disneyland after uh, my husband got out of work, and I think I had Wednesday off at the time. So he got home from work, and he's fucking tired. He just wasn't in the mood, and he kind of forgot about it. And I'm like, okay, you ready? Like an hour after you got home, I'm like, you want to go to Disneyland? And he's like, I'm sorry. I, I forgot. I honestly forgot. Like, I'm not feeling it. And I swallowed my anger and my entitlement. And I went, okay, I'm not mad. But you promised. So Friday. Or no, it was, uh, it was Saturday. It was a Friday. Whatever. It was a Friday. And I was like, okay, but Friday. He goes, deal. No matter how tired I am, we're going to Disneyland. And like I said, it recharges me. So I'm like, Yeah. So Friday comes around, and it's what's called the blockout date, but I have the pass where you can um, request to go those days. But I didn't think, hey, it's a blockout date, and I didn't reserve that time. So I'm walking into Disneyland, and I am the happiest little girl you've ever seen in your life. Mm -hmm. I'm holding his hand. I'm skipping. I'm like, oh, we're going to Disneyland. And then I'm just smiling and just, Disneyland, and I'm like in a movie, so happy right now. We get to the gate, and I'm like, oh, pull out my phone with my pass on it. Go ahead, scan that lady. We're going. And then she's like, oh, did you make a reservation? I was like, I'm sorry, what? what? Oh, your pass is blacked out today. And I just like almost started, I think I cried a little bit. I started yeah. like, my heart went from here to like my feet. And I was like, but I want to go to Disneyland. I don't want to go to Disneyland. I want to go to Disneyland. And my husband felt so sheepish. He was like, I'm so sorry. I know you've been waiting. I'm tearing up thinking about it. He's like, I know you've been waiting. I'm so I go once a week, though, so whatever. He's like, I know we were planning on this. I'm so sorry. You're so crushed. I'm like, it's okay. And we left, and we got dinner, but it didn't taste good. And it was just so sad, right? And he's like, I promise. I promise. Monday? We're, go we're, we're going to Disneyland. I promise on Monday, because the this whole weekend's blocked out, Saturday and Sunday, Monday, we will go no matter how I'm feeling, no matter how tired I am, no matter how cranky or grumpy, I'm in it and I'm smiling. I'm like, okay, so we're going on Monday. So Sunday night, Disneyland announces that it's closing because of COVID. Oh, man. <laughs> we so knew it. We knew how the story was going to end, but it still hurts just It was the much. exact day. I kid you not. And I just, I got home from work and I was just like, I looked at, I looked at Bruce. I'm like, how did you do that? You son of a bitch. You're black magic. <laughs> oh, oh. So he's never going to hear the end of that one. Literally for the rest of our, rest of our natural born lives. Oh, hey, remember that time you said we can go to Disneyland and then you pushed it off and then a pandemic happened? I didn't go for like four months and was super depressed because of it? Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, man. Has this been Throw me longest? 10 wine rides. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we only like to go for like maybe two hours at maximum and then like, you know, just get tired or like my feet are killing me. But he's like, we'll go 12 hours. I don't care. I'll wear my comfortable shoes. I'll drink all the coffee. He's like, full day. And I was like, yes, full day. <laughs> I love oh, it. Yeah. Fucking A, dude. Yeah. And now I'm really excited to go. And yeah. It's it all. We got to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'll happening. just throw like a GoPro on my camera so I can be like, oh my God, all this shit exists. <laughs> yes. Dude, Star Wars Land is incredible. It's. It, uh, it, the attention to detail at night, it's so like, oh, what? Yeah. It's just magical. It's yeah. just fucking magical. 
I got to go for the first time in, in January and uh, I went with my drummer and they go all the time too, you know, you guys live there. So they go and, uh, but I hadn't been yet. And we're like walking around, we're walking around in there and like, dude, they, dude, they have like these hovering, like bots that like go by. And like the first time I saw one, I was like, what the fuck is that? Like I'm so excited. <laughs> the little droids. Yeah. Those droids or whatever. And then they had a, Hold on. <laughs> oh, shit. She's got a droid. I just got a fucking droid. Ran out of the room to go get something. I know. <laughs> I, you know, that's one of my favorite things. When a guest does that, they forget oh! to run it. They run again. Yeah. Look at, yeah. I yes. Love it. awesome. It's remote controlled and he like works off of magnets. It's crazy how this works. But um, yeah, we got one. <laughs> we got one. Wait. I forgot what we called it. It was a... What was it we called? We called it BBZ, because uh, that's our initials. It's uh, BBZ, and it's the uh, non-binary, it's, uh, it's non-binary, gender-neutral uh, droid. That's what it is. <laughs> I love it, dude. Um, no, but they had a, that night they had a, the characters out, too. So, like, from a distance, <sighs> I could see, um, I think it was C-3PO, like, taking photos or whatever. Yeah. And I was like. Bye, like and fucking ran for it. <laughs> yeah, was over there. Bye, like yeah. Did you see um uh, Kylo Ren? Uh, no. Or any stormtroopers? No, I don't think I did. Uh, Dude, we went on a you're gonna love shit. It. We went on yeah. Night. It was eighties night, so like they okay. had a lot of that shit out. But they had a C three PO and. Like seeing the Millennium Falcon, like I was like, oh, dude, fuck. you gonna go inside the Millennium Falcon? Like, what is that about? God, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, do you guys have to pay the characters to take pictures? No, not like no, a you don't Mexico have to thing. It's like off-brand characters on on. Yeah, on, like on. I don't know. I just remember if you like took a picture with someone, like, or wherever, like you have to tip them or something. I don't. No. Well, nowadays it's kind of like um, you can wait in line to take a photo with. A, I mean, maybe that's when back in the day before cell phones, you know, and cameras. But you would have to wait in line, take a photo with them, and then they would give you a code, and then you can go purchase those photos from like the main office or something, mm. whatever. But nowadays it's yeah. fucking cool. They don't care. You can just go wait in line, and then they'll just take your phone, and then go bloop bloop bloop. There you go, and take this so you could buy the nice ones but they'll just take your photo or if you don't wait in line you just go like on the outside of the crowd and just do like one of these like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know i was pretty stoked because my uh disney character picture dreams were realized right after i got engaged when it was like the mad hatter and alice because obviously it's my favorites and stuff they were all there and i was like fuck yeah and then the next time i went my niece tweedledee and tweedledum in the uh. little like yeah, I was pretty stoked. But Dude, I, but, awesome. you know, yeah, it was pretty great. It's pretty great. <laughs> so I can't wait to go back. So rad. All right, that concludes the first part of the interview with Brenna Red from The Last Gang. Make sure you tune in next time to hear the conclusion of the interview with Brenna. Don't forget to subscribe to us so you get notifications anytime we have a new episode. And on that note, we're going to end this with a song from the last gang and this one's called turn the record over right here on the sound sister podcast Lucky